everybody, and welcome to the show. I am so pumped. I am so excited to have this amazing guest on the show today. Why? is because she is a survivor. Why? is because you're going to be inspired. And why? Because she's totally epic, okay? That's why. So you know what time it is. It's time for the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast. So go grab your beverage. Go get your favorite snack. Go get your family because this is the episode that you definitely want to see. And we'll be back with today's featured guest, Terry Brinston. Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast, a show to motivate you and introduce you to celebrities, authors, singers, coaches, and standout entrepreneurs that are making a positive impact in the world. Men and women coming together to share knowledge, having upbuilding conversations centered around business, wellness, and life. We connect you with some amazing people and opportunities. It's your time to shine and we help you do that. We love sharing your stories of success and spotlighting you, the entrepreneur. We love to laugh. We love to smile. We love to celebrate you and we love having fun. So go grab a seat, get a snack, and don't forget your beverage. It's time for you to come share, shine, and grow. Yes, this time for the Tina Ramsey Show. Let's get started with your host, Coach Tina Ramsey. And just like that, we are back and we're going to bring on the amazing Tara Brinson. She is an author. She is a public speaker. She helps our youth and our uh, young people and also young adults. She is just an amazing person that you need to know. Why? Like I said before, because she's totally amazing. So let's bring her on right now. Welcome to the show, Terry. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Coach Tina Ramsey. Oh, I'm just happy to have you on today because you are a survivor. And I wanted them to be able to see your beautiful face because in the midst of what we're going through as a nation that's global dealing with the pandemic and COVID, and many times we see the numbers but we never see the faces that attach to those numbers. And so today, I feel like you giving the world hope, giving the world hope because, listen, she had COVID, she survived COVID, and even though she went through some complications with COVID, but she is still surviving and she is still moving and she's still overcoming. So could you just tell us a little bit about the social impact of how the COVID impacted your life and also just some of the physical complications that you had, but how you're working through that. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. And yes, I am a survivor. And um, I just want to just take a moment just to recognize all the people who didn't survive and the families that they left behind. Um, my prayers are definitely going out to you. And that really, it, it really reflects how I feel about my social interaction right now. I was really mad at the world because, um, you know, how we responded as a nation to this pandemic, you know, all the political implications that came out. Um, Right now, I'm just really trying to struggle to get back into society. Um, You know, there's still a lot of risk. I'm working from home, um, but I am definitely... 
uh, trying to do my best to get out there and be there for my students um, as I am healing mentally, physically, and also emotionally. But one thing that I, I can say that I truly believe that, you know, when when things happen to you, instead of me, you know, just staying home and not doing anything, I do what I can. And so, and also making sure that I'm paying attention to what I need. And right now I'm, I'm staying at home and, and staying safe, but I'm out there like, I'm you know, interviewing on the Tina Ramsey show. I'm in different conferences and doing as much as I can to get my story out, to encourage young people to really focus on their future and uh, working with um, uh, young adults and helping them and encouraging them to be the best them that they can be. So I, I'm getting out there, but it, it is difficult um, getting back into society with what's what going on in the world. Well, we thank you and we applaud you for your continuous efforts and being such a trailblazer, sharing your story, because many people they suffer in silence or they go through something and they're, they're a survivor, but they don't share their story. So I wanted them to see you, hear you and understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel. We, our hearts and our prayers are with the ones who, because I personally had so many friends and family that passed away from the COVID even this week. Uh, so we're probably like at 40 something at this point. And so I know like the mental anguish, the emotion that it takes because of everyone's going through this at the exact same time. Right. It's, very, it's a very unusual time in history where everyone is feeling the exact same thing, various emotions, but we're all going through it together. And once we realize that we are in it together, right. And it's not you do this, you do that, it's together, then we will be able to get through this more effectively. But with what you're doing and how you're actually encouraging young people and young adults, it's just simply amazing how you actually discovered your purpose through mm-hmm. all of this, what you're going, what you have went through with the COVID. So talk a little bit about how you like found yourself in the midst of all of this. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, uh, thank you for that. One of the things that I, you know, a, a lot of people don't talk about the side effects. You know, a lot of people pass, but there's still a lot of people that are, you know, that survived it. They didn't have a very um, severe case of it, but they're still dealing with things. And so one of the side effects that I had was memory loss. And so when I uh, was in the hospital for 29 days, I was on the ventilator for 15. And so when I left the hospital, I really, uh, I didn't know I was married. Um, I, the only person I knew was my mom. And it was just, my memory was impacted so badly. And so I started seeing a psychologist and, you know, had to see a neurologist and found out there was a lot of uh, damage that was done to my brain, my lungs, and uh, lost my hair, my skin. And so it was just major, major things. But my memory was very impact. And so um, my uh, counselor recommended that I start journaling. And so that's what I started doing. And as I was journaling, I started really looking back at my life and saying, okay, why am I a nurse? Why, how the heck am I a teacher? You know, why am I working with kids? Why do I have a passion to do this or that? And so I really had an opportunity in my 50s 
to rediscover my path, you know, my younger years of, you know, being a special ed student and how I felt and how those desires of me be wanting to be a better person caused me to work a little harder and how my father impacted my decision to become a nurse. So I had an opportunity to really look back at my life and just examine why those doors were opening and why those doors were closing. And what I saw is that the Lord was truly orchestrating every path, every direction to bring me to where I am today. And so, I mean, just imagine having the the um, ability to really just comb through your life and really look at certain situations that you have been introduced to and recognizing them after the fact that, oh my gosh, this was not, you know, being, I wasn't being punished, you know, and that's what I used to think that I was being punished because I was a special ed student or when I went through health difficulties, I felt like, why, why is this happening to me? And so I had the opportunity to look back over my life and just really see God's hand as he was guiding and directing my paths and my decisions and my opportunities, closing and opening doors. So that's where uh, I recognize that, you know what, you know how when you think you know what you're supposed to do, I know what I'm supposed to do because I can, I saw the Lord's hand in my life. So yes, I rediscovered my purpose. I absolutely love it. So mm -hmm. Even though through the midst of the, um, the struggle, the adversity, the challenges, even your dad giving you the motivation, mm -hmm. you saw yourself. It was like you was rediscovering yourself through, the, I like to say, the lenses of our lives because mm -hmm. it's different lenses that we see at different times. Right. And you was actually able to see that and you're working. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a commercial break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, learning disabilities and all of that, because I want people to understand that a lot of us, like myself, we have children that have multiple learning differences or disabilities. And how does it look when that child becomes an adult? Because as parents, we, we worry about how will my child be as an adult? We just want them to be safe. One another, they're going to be, you know, resilient. But you are the picture of resilience because you were in special ed and look at what you're doing with your life. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about that and all the triumphs and everything that you're doing because you're truly an inspiration. We'll be back in a moment. How many of you out there today are trying to figure out whether or not you're going to homeschool your children? And where can you go at to get sound advice on how to do it effectively? Well, we have a solution for you, which is our Homeschooling with Excellence 2 virtual conference event that will be taking place October the 22nd through the 24th. And these are just some of our amazing educators, homeschoolers, and business owners that will be pouring into you through this three-day event designed to provide a solution to your problem. This is unlike any other homeschooling virtual event that you have ever seen before because we are going to address the entire homeschooler which means that we are going to address homeschooling business wellness life mental health podcasting employment and so much more so register for your free ticket today 
CTR Enterprises is a consulting service business created for entrepreneurs and startup businesses to provide them with beneficial assistance and coaching for business development. We help you build your online presence. We provide multiple networking opportunities. Do you want to become an author? Do you want to speak on stages? Do you want to be in magazines? Do you want to build your influence? We provide PR, branding, and social media marketing help. We have resources to help business owners grow. We have a community of business leaders ready to network. We provide homeschooling consulting for busy parents and business owners. We teach you how to start a TV show or podcast. We teach you how to monetize what you do from the comfort of your home. We help entrepreneurs maintain their health naturally as they scale up their businesses. CTR Enterprises is the one-stop shop for the wants and needs of today's entrepreneur. Visit our website today at www.coachtinaramsey.com. We are here to service you. And just like that, we are back. And we're not only back, we're back with the amazing Terry Brinston, who has been sharing her story of overcoming triumph and rediscovering her true purpose. Because many times we run around here and we're trying to figure out what is it I supposed to do? Why am I here? Where Terry found her, well, she been through it, but she rediscovered it, I should say, through the most unusual way, through her struggle, her challenge with going through the COVID-19, but she's a survivor. And what we want to do is tell you guys that we get this book. She has a book where she written out what she actually through to a motivation to encourage you called Grateful for the Journey Surviving COVID-19. And you see it right behind her. So before we left for the break, we were talking about uh, learning differences and how you was a child that was in special needs classes when you was younger mm-hmm. and how through going through the COVID that you had to go back and rediscover and then your, how your dad helped you. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So when I was in, in grade school, like you said, I was, I, ha- I couldn't read. I struggled. And uh, my mom, oh my goodness, you know, when I had an opportunity to kind of revisit those things, I drove my mom crazy. And you talk about parents who worry about their children. And so my mom was my rock. You know, I would come home and cry and try to make excuses because I was so embarrassed. And so um, just really struggled with just the uh, the bullying and just feeling like I wasn't good enough. And, and so I've always had this, this uh, you know, feeling that I wasn't good enough and that I was ugly, you know, and that nobody liked me. And so it was something that I truly embraced as not only that, you know, this these was the characteristics, but I internalized it like this is who I am. And so... I did not recognize that or even anticipate that I could be anything other than, you know, just a, you know, 
just an average worker, I, you know, but in my heart, I knew that it was something more that I should be doing, but I just felt that, you know, it just wasn't meant for me. But, but my dad um, and I, uh, my dad got really sick. He had uh, cancer and I had an opportunity to care for him when he was um, at home healing from, um, you know, actually he was on hospice. And so um, I was caring for him. And one day he came, to, he said to me, you should be a nurse. And I was just really just taken away by him saying that I could be a nurse because I'm thinking, okay, truly, he doesn't know who he's talking to. You know, I'm I'm the dumb one, you know. And so he said, you know, no, you should be a nurse. But his his comment to me, you know, you never know what what you're saying to your children that will inspire them to really want to do more. But that that's what it took him telling me, believing in me on his deathbed, that I could be a nurse. And that really planted that seed. And I started to recognize that, you know what, I could be a nurse and recognizing that if that's where I can be, if that's where I want to be, I needed to start making changes right now. And it started with me making changes for myself, about myself. So I had to stop those self-limiting beliefs. I had to stop really meditating on the negative things that I thought about myself and started really meditating on the positive things, you know, about myself. And that was transforming. And that's really where it started. And so you say, you know, parents, you know, are, are scared. And I was the same way with my boys, um, you know, are nervous about, you know, what, what is the world going to have for my child? Because the world isn't nice, you know, you know, especially for our children, the rules are different. And, you know, you can say, all, you know, all you want. That's true. Mm-hmm. The world is not a nice place. And when you put, put your child in this world, and I'm sure my mom felt this way and she poured so much love and positivity in me. She kept telling me, you're beautiful. You're smart. You know, I was very artistic and I, you know, drew and painted and she would just tell me, oh, you are a great artist. Oh, and I used to sing and she said, oh, you sing so well. And so she encouraged me and I started to really believing or internalizing those positive things about myself. Of course, I had negative things, but I started really focusing on those positive things. So I encourage you, parents, pour into your child those positive things, because regardless of their disabilities, when you start to really focus on the positive, the negative things start to get smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where you can even overcome those negative things. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing today? All right. I am so excited because we have today one of our amazing featured guests. Her name is Terry Brinston, and she is an RN nurse and a teacher. She's a motivational speaker, life coach, consultant, and inspiring author who thrives in helping people achieve their life goals. She reflects on her journey and profound new zest for life in regards to now living through COVID-19. And she shares her journey and she even 
wrote a book about it. And so we're going to be talking to her on today. I'm so excited. She's such an amazing woman inside and out. And she not only survived COVID, but she survived other situations in her life that truly makes her an overcomer. And it will truly inspire you to live your best life. So you know this, what this is, what time it is. It's the Tina Ramblin Show and podcast. It's our time for you to Netflix and chill. You got to chill with us on today. So go ahead, get your family, get a beverage, get a snack, get on the couch with the one that you love and get ready because it's time for the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast with our featured special guest, Terry Blinston. Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast, a show to motivate you and introduce you to celebrities, authors, singers, coaches, and standout entrepreneurs that are making a positive impact in the world. Men and women coming together to share knowledge, having upbuilding conversations centered around business, wellness, and life. We connect you with some amazing people and opportunities. It's your time to shine and we help you do that. We love sharing your stories of success and spotlighting you, the entrepreneur. We love to laugh. We love to smile. We love to celebrate you and we love having fun. So go grab a seat, get a snack, and don't forget your beverage. It's time for you to come share, shine, and grow. Yes, this time for the Tina Ramsey Show. Let's get started with your host, Coach Tina Ramsey. And just like that, and we are back. And now we bring it to the stage, Terry Brinston. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, <laughs> I am more excited about this than you, my dear, because <laughs> so much is going on in the world that we're living in today. And you are that beacon of light, that mm-hmm. inspiration that many of us need to hear, not only hear about, but we need to see. Because many times we hear, uh, we don't hear the people behind the story of COVID survivors. We don't know how they're doing. And we're getting, you know, we just hear little bits and pieces. But I'm just so honored that you're willing to share your story and also share what you're doing and how you're impacting the world with good, especially in regards to what you're doing within the community with our young adults and our young children. So, Yes. Tell us about, in your opinion, the social Mm -hmm. impact that this pandemic has had on all of us. Oh, my goodness. Being a teacher, an educator. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I am just so excited to to be on your show and to be a part of your your organization and especially working with the um, homeschoolers. But I am um, I as a teacher, I work as a teacher full-time in a high school, mm-hmm. we're seeing such a major um, outpour of need. You know, um, students are depressed. Um, they are really just scared. They're still fearful. Um, it's so, it's just, we've never been here before. As being a pediatric nurse, you know, I've had the opportunity to kind of, you know, usually you're dealing with young people and they're very resilient. And, you know, they they kind of bounce back um, a lot quicker than adults do in some cases. But what I am finding is that our young people are really struggling with depression and um, just 
getting back to the swing of things of being in a classroom. I think uh, before when I, you know, last year before COVID, Mm -hmm. my students, I would give them an assignment and they can get it done just like that. Now I'm finding that I really need to be a little bit more lenient with the due dates and really have a conversation with them uh, about how are they doing? You know, what is, you know, how is life at home? And so, yeah, I do feel that we as educators and as parents and people in the community, we need to really pay attention to the the mental health of our young people right now. I 100% agree with you. And the thing is, most of the time, our even though we have teenagers now um, and young adults, we already know that younger ones cannot really like verbalize their inner feelings in the way that we as adults can be able to understand it. They, they right. use other means to do it. Usually mm-hmm. they act out, they become reserved right. or they just change their whole personality. But what I'm personally seeing and finding being that I work heavily within the community of education as well mm-hmm. is that the teenagers, the young adults is having just as having a difficult time Absolutely. as well. And so having a safe place to talk about this and having a safe place for them to feel as if it, to know that it's okay, because right. we're in a time where, which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Everyone is dealing with the same issue at the exact same time with no prior experience. Right. But you know what? The, the scary thing about that is that everybody wants to look good and avoid looking bad. So yeah. no one's really talking about it. No mm-hmm. one really knows that, you know, we're struggling um, with, you know, everybody's struggling with the same thing. You know, I have an opportunity to speak with my students one-on-one. I have like over 66 students and then the, you know, hundreds of students that I work with. And, you know, during COVID, I checked on them and called them and it's the same thing. You know, I don't feel like I can talk to anybody. Well, everybody's going through the same thing, like you were saying, but Mm -hmm. nobody wants to talk about it because even with all of the attention that's being put on on mental health now, you know, in our in our media. But when it comes to me or, you know, people sharing their personal uh, failures or insecurities, people are really struggling with that. So, yes, we need to have more people to ask the question, how are you doing? And and really stay staying there and waiting for an answer. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, not how you doing and But how are you doing and have open that dialogue with, you know, it doesn't have to be young people, young, old, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody is struggling in their own way um, during this time for whatever reason, with all the loss that we have had over the, you know, over the past year, you know, everybody's in mourning and, you know, even with the Black Lives Matter, you know, it's just a political stuff. You know, it's just so much that, um, you know, people, uh, soon they forget that, you know, although it's not all in the news and things, our young people and our older people are still holding on to those mm-hmm. scars of going through the COVID and watching people die and looking at the numbers. So yeah, we have to, we have to be our brother's keeper right now and really pay attention to each other and, and ask the question, how are you doing? I 100% agree with you once again on that because the fact of the matter is we will not be able to get through this without supporting one another. Absolutely. And 
just asking that simple question and waiting for an answer can be the amount of change that we need for today. Because many times, I don't know if because it's force of habit, some or just uh, a nice pleasantry to say, how you doing? But then what you mean, just something that you're just used to saying, like, how you doing? And just walk off. And like, oh, didn't you just say, how am I? Oh, or something that's very common. Someone asks you, how you doing? And you, and you say, say okay. Fine. Right. Okay. And, then, and then you have to wait. And that's and that's a good mm-hmm. point, uh, mm-hmm. Tina, that you bring that up because you have to wait beyond I'm fine. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So to be very specific, you know, because that is the normal response. I'm fine. You know, I find myself, you know, I, I may have a headache or something and somebody say, how you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, no, I am in pain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so So you do have to wait beyond that to to just be attentive to what's going on to our neighbors. Exactly. And I just want to just let everyone else that's listening and that will be looking at this um, later on that uh, it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going through things. If you feel like you need help, reach out to organizations in different places that are there to help you use the resources that are currently available Mm -hmm. so that you can help yourself and help your family. Because if you're not well, it's okay. Everyone is going through things differently. And young people, you're going to be just fine. Okay. You're going to be just fine. And so let's talk a little bit. I'll tell you what, because I want to go into uh, learning. I say learning differences. Some people say learning disabilities. Some people say special needs. So we're going to talk a little bit about that when we get back, because we already know as a nation, our children are suffering uh, in regards to trying to get back to the thick of things with education, getting used to being back in the classroom or being on a virtual uh, platform of learning. But what about the children who was already struggling before the pandemic started, mm-hmm. which are which are um, a sweet spot for me, having a child with special needs and autism myself. So I know how it can be challenging anyway and then you add this on it so we're going to talk about that when we come back from a small commercial break we'll be back with terry brinston our resident nurse and also (laughs) educator okay we'll be back in a moment this is c reggie rogers number one relationship coach where you get dating from an expanded conscious perspective i always give you real talk about real relationships i loved being on the tina ramsey show. She is a great, great, great host. She asks great, great questions so that her audience gets great, great answers. It was so much fun being on her show. She's a great host. Listen, you're watching and you're listening to the Tina Ramsey show. And just like that, we are back and we have the amazing Terry Brinston and I'm going to bring her back on the stage before the commercial break, which we had a little short one. We were talking about learning differences. I prefer to say learning differences, but the uh, terminology is special needs. We're going to talk about that, uh, the community being a special needs or a special education advocate myself and having a child that has multiple learning differences, including autism. I know all too well the ups, the downs, the challenges, but also the many benefits of having a child that has that thinks differently, that see the world through different lenses. I owe 
all of most of my creativity and thinking outside the box to my amazing son, mm -hmm. um, Isaiah, who makes me push me to see things from a different perspective. So um, they're really amazing people when you get to see how they see things and you're like, wow. <laughs> OK, I get it now. And so um, a lot of my creativity comes from him. Mm -hmm. A lot of my creativity was like, well, mom, maybe you can do it this way. Mm -hmm. So, Terry, let's talk a little bit about learning uh, disabilities mm -hmm. and the fact that you yourself, you actually have a history with learning differences. And then you tell us a little bit about uh, your relationship with learning differences. Right, right. Well, you know what? I have a very soft spot for our young people who learn differently. Mm -hmm. And I call it, they learn differently because they are able to learn. They mm -hmm. just learn differently. And it just takes, uh, so my heart goes to, out to the parents, uh, my mom, you know, my special ed teacher, the teachers who are working in public education and really shining the light on young people who have, who learn differently. Mm -hmm. um, my, I myself, like you were saying, I was a special ed student. I um, couldn't read uh, all the way through high school, um, went to special ed class. Uh, math was just something that I just couldn't do. Numbers didn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, as I was, you know, going through high school, I remember the anxiety, the embarrassment, you know, because I was different, you know, and um, you're labeled to be different. I think now we're a little bit more inclusive of people who have differences. Um, and so, but back then it was, it was a major, major issue. I was viewed and um, as not being able to fulfill a, you know, definitely wouldn't have thought, thought that I would be a nurse, an RN. And so I was, uh, they prepped me to go become, become a hairdresser, which, you know, hairdressing back then was a little bit different. And so I had hands, uh, hats off to my hairdressers because I am a licensed cosmetologist as well. But one of the things that I, I really, I used to really, um, feel really bad, you know, when I was a young person and just felt like I was being punished. And, but now I look back at that and I recognize that I had to go there. I had to be like that in order for me to develop such a passion to work with young people. And so I work in the, in an area where I teach young people um, about, or introduce them to the medical field. And so some of these careers are major. They're very difficult. And so some students who learn differently, they may shy away from some of these, these careers because of the, their learning disability. And so one of the things with me when I started working in education, I recognized that I saw young people in my classroom that looked just like me. And so um, and with that, I became very intentional about supporting their needs, meaning teaching in all different ways for them to comprehend the content and actually pouring into them um, different strategies and different just building up their self-esteem and helping them re realize that, you know, you may learn differently, but it doesn't mean that you don't learn. And so I really, uh, over the years, I'm just so uh, happy that I, I see my young people working and in, in hospitals and 
and working as nurses and research and x-ray and and they're all over and I always say my my young students who had learning disabilities they were my best students because they truly were vested they were the hardest working students and so I think that that um, when you don't have an opportunity to work with with uh, young people who learn different, you're missing out. You really are because they're amazing young people. Yes. I totally agree. Um, matter of fact, I come from the public school. I mean, I was I went to the public school, college, all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, never really thought about homeschooling until my child is what they label as medical sensitive. Mm-hmm. And although he had multiple learning differences in autism, just to name a few, mm-hmm. um, but he was medically sensitive as well, which means he stays sick a lot. And mm-hmm. so they was like, well, have you considered homeschooling? Now, coming from an educational background, and they said the word homeschooling, I was like, um, no, no. Right. Right. But due to, so I was kind of thrust into the homeschooling about 10 years, thrust into this arena because mm-hmm. of a necessity in order to keep my child well mm-hmm. um, physically. Mm-hmm. And so even though I had experience working within the classroom, it still was different. I had to teach my child in a different way. And I had to retrain and teach myself first mm-hmm. how to be a proper educator for him being that he learned differently. Right. And so you're right. When you start looking and being intentional, you start unlocking things that's inside of you. Mm -hmm. And what I want everyone to totally understand, many times when you have children that have multiple learning differences or have some type of uh, special needs, as parents, we worry from the day one that we get that diagnosis. Right. We're stressed. We're worried, trying to figure out how is my child going to survive without me if I'm not here? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to make sure that they'll be okay if I'm not here or while I'm here, they have the services that they need in order to thrive to whatever right. level they can thrive in. Mm-hmm. Well, I But we never hear about the children once they graduate, if they graduate high school, mm-hmm. we never hear about them. We never right. see the stories. We never see them as an adult. And we know that these children grow up. Right. But the, the, Oh, I'm getting emotional. The story about you. Oh, I'm not gonna cry. Oh, no, 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 no. The story about you is that you were one of those students. Mm-hmm. The yeah. and you was labeled pretty much when you get those labels and stamps, it's kind of hard to get away from it. But your dad was inspirational and motivating you and your mother, and mm-hmm. also the teachers that really worked with you. Mm-hmm. But who would have thought? that a child that was in a quote unquote special needs class would be an RN nurse, mm-hmm. would be an educator and teaching in the classroom and helping children find their, their purpose mm-hmm. through education and learning the way they learn. And so you are a success story. Amen. Amen. I, and you know what? I do not take that for granted at all, but you know, the thing about it is, when you just said, you, you just put the nail on the head when you said the stereotypes and then the messages that, that I received, I had to get through the messages. You know, you're different. You're special. People mm-hmm. don't like you. 
-hmm. you're ugly. You know, all of those deep read, uh, those messages, people looking at me when I'm going into my special ed class, I had to get rid of all of that baggage before I could even deal with the fact that I couldn't read. So those mm -hmm. self-limiting beliefs that really had me in bondage and I could not, uh, I couldn't escape that to even try to do things. And so that is, that's where my passion is helping young people to get rid of that baggage mm -hmm. because it was, you know, as you were saying, when my father, my father had cancer and um, he came home for hospice and he was on, you know, on his, uh, his last months and I was bathing in him. He said, you know what? You should be a nurse. And it was that confidence in me that really allowed me to, to, to really dream. And that's where it starts. It was like a little, a bud of a plant was just planted in a little seed. And I was like, wow, I can be a nurse. It had never, ever crossed my mind as a possibility because where I was is I was stupid. I was dumb. I was special ed. I learned different than everybody else. But when I had that seed planted in me that I could be more than what I was, mm. that's what it, it took. And so what I do is, um, you know, we talked about me being a nurse and also a teacher. I'm also an entrepreneur. I have my own nonprofit. I work with young people who have self-limiting beliefs that prevents them from being successful. And that's what it is. We deal with all of those negative thoughts, the mm -hmm. subconscious mind. I help them with developing habits that is going to help them to get closer and closer to their dreams. So I, like, you know, I think about my journey of, and matter of fact, um, which became more aware to me when I got COVID um, is I started really thinking about why I was the way I was because I lost a lot of my memory when I was um, coming out of COVID. And I really started to think about, man, my journey, how far I had to go from being a special ed student and not being able to read or do math or even understand numbers and then being able to become this nurse where I'm speaking on an international level and I'm teaching, you know, hundreds and thousands of young people. And it's like, you know, I know, you know, it's just, I know, I just, I'm just grateful. I know. Just grateful. And, and, and that is the name of my book, grateful for the journey, because the Lord allowed me to survive and go through so much so that I can be here and help young people not to feel like I did when I was a young girl. And mm. so that is that is my desire. And um, yeah, I, I am just so grateful because I know that the story could be totally different. You know, when we look at some of our young people that are not being nurtured that are not being supported, you know, that don't have mothers like you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That, you know, you know, just, uh, I just, I shudder to think if you were not capable to provide that what your child needed, you know, I, um, I have my, my youngest son. Um, I did not physically personally homeschool, but I had someone homeschool my children mm -hmm. because I recognized that he was going to be labeled because he was very, very active, 
you know, and um, I ended up finding, thank God, I found a, 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 a woman in our, my community who homeschooled mm-hmm. other children. And I took my son uh, to her home and she had five students and they um, and she just did a wonderful job and and helped me to homeschool my son. And uh, I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. But my son grew up in a loving environment. He learned different. Mm-hmm. And now he's a truck driver. He's into investments. And my mm-hmm. other son is an engineer. And, you know, they both went through that process. So absolutely, absolutely. Uh, young people can overcome those challenges and do great things. Yes. I listen, this, this interview is it hits home. And so I'm trying to keep my composure <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because having a child um, and having, and see, I have two children. So one is like uh, listed as a gifted child mm-hmm. um, by our County mm-hmm. and the, the high percentile. Then, then my son is, is at the bottom of the, according to the numbers. Right. But um, I realize how amazingly they are both are in their own unique ways. Like I mm-hmm. said before, it's my son that actually helps me to see the world through different lenses. And then it's my daughter with mm-hmm. her love and the way that she nurtures and helps her brother. And right. then now with them being teenagers, seeing my son come and helping my daughter Right, this right. stuff. I remember the first time my son read because he's dyslexic too. Okay. I remember the first time he was able to read a paragraph. He was reading our Bible. He was reading his doing the Bible reading because we have uh-huh. Bible reading every week. Uh-huh. And he read that paragraph from beginning to end. Mm. We was in the kitchen, girl. It wasn't a dry tear in the house. We standing <laughs> doing a standing ovation. We were just like, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes. it's it's just like a triumph. And 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 when he did it, he didn't even really look at it as he did something amazing. Okay. But then when he saw how we were acting, he was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when he first read it for our congregation, the oh. whole congregation was like, oh. like so it, it, it's moments like that and how, seeing how hard he worked in order mm-hmm. to get from, like you said, how hard you work from point A to point B, right, and right. Then being able to see the progression and, and me having the opportunity when I worked in the schoolhouse, I worked with this, I worked within the special needs um okay classrooms mm-hmm. and I was what they call the behavior technician the one comes in for ones who have behavior problems okay. I really don't like that term mm-hmm. however I just feel like it's just a breakdown of communication right. and so once you figure out what the child needs and what they're trying to say you will know that they're calm they do whatever you ask them to do mm-hmm. um, but I really appreciate you and being so transparent and letting people see your journey mm-hmm. because I want to give them hope look this can be you. You mm-hmm. do not have to think the world is over, is doom and gloom if you your child get a diagnosis right. of having some sort of learning difference, some type of learning disability or special needs. That is not the end of their journey. That's only the beginning. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to tap into their potential because we all have, we were, we were wonderfully made. We yeah. all have potential. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just have to work a little hard to kind of tap into it when we are not considered walking to the, to the march of the drum of what everybody else considers right. normal because truly and honestly, no one's normal. Right. <laughs> to be honest, none of us normal. Mm-hmm. We just, we just, some of us follow direction a whole lot better yeah, than others. <laughs> and if you don't, Absolutely. then they say, well, you're different because you color outside the line. <laughs> right. I'm just creative. <laughs> I'm creative. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's pivot a little bit and go into, okay, we're going to take them on the journey for the ones that just tuning in right now. This is um, the amazing, let me reset the room. This is the amazing Terry Brinson. She is actually telling us about her journey and how she as an RN nurse, how she goes into it. She went into education and then she told us a little bit about her journey of what really led her on this path. And she herself had um, history with being labeled because she had special needs and she had to go into special classes like my child mm-hmm. and knowing the challenges that a child has to go through with the baggage of being labeled different and being like isolated out in the in the, um, in school right. and she talked about how her journey and how she was able to learn how to teach herself. And also she has some great people in her life, like her parents and some mm-hmm. teachers. But now we're going to pivot and we're going to go all the way to the time where you actually. Oh, and she has her own nonprofit mm-hmm. in which she helped young people and also young adults be able to get their confidence and be able to help them through the challenges that comes along with having a learning disability. Now we're going to go on in to the, to the facet of you having, getting the realization that you have COVID-19. Yes. yes. What did that do? Did it change your life in any way? You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. I always share that when I got COVID, I was, like, why did I get COVID? You know, I'm, I'm sort of like, okay, I was, uh, you know, teaching. I'm an RN. I know how to protect myself. Nobody in my family got it. Um, and so when I got it, it was just like, I didn't know anyone who had it. And so um, it was when COVID had first, you know, started like in March. Um, and I went into the hospital, which was, it was just a, you know, everybody was fearful because it was almost like a death sentence, right? Mm-hmm. If you had this back at that time. And so when I, um, so just, just the trying to figure out why me, you know, why, why do I have this? And, you know, being in the hospital and being in isolation and then having to um, definitely, I had to be put on a vent for 15 days and I ended up being in the hospital for 29 days. And so going through all of that and being in isolation and having my family at home and not being able to come to the hospital. And it was just um, it was extremely difficult. But one of the things that I really that was the turnaround point for me is that once I got out of the ICU and from being on the vent, I just remember 
thinking that this was that this was just it. And, and I was just going to be here forever. And um, I was having a lot of mental issues, mental breakdowns as well. But I started hearing over the loudspeaker um, all of these different codes, which was basically saying that all of these people were um, getting ready to go on the vent because they were, you know, having respiratory issues. So they was like, code so-and-so to this room, code so-and-so to this room. And so I'm hearing all of these codes and I'm in this room by myself and I'm thinking, man, you know, they really need some help. And I'm like, man, I can't do anything. And so the Lord just laid it on my heart to just start praying. And um, I just started praying for the patients, you know, that were being on the code. And then I started thinking about their families and how that they were feeling. And I started thinking about, man, I'm at the end of my journey and they're just starting this nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then I started just really praying for the nurses because, you know, when they came into the room, they had all of this gear on and they were fearful, you know, because it was in the beginning. They didn't, you know, they couldn't stay in the room long and I started praying for the the lab techs and I started praying for the other patients. And I just started to get just a overwhelming feeling of just gratitude, just grateful. And and I've always been grateful, but I, I just really, it's very difficult for me to put it in words, the level of gratitude. And then I started really just mourning people who just didn't make it. You know, I, I didn't know what had happened because when I woke up, you know, I didn't know that the world had changed. You know, I didn't know that all of these people had been dying and they were using, you know, um, different facilities for overflow for the for the people who didn't, you know, that passed. And and so I was just waking up to this new world. And I really thought I was in a different parallel. I thought I was in a different world, but I was just just grateful that God had allowed me to survive and um, really got very connected to, I must have, he must have something for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, there is a reason why I survived because basically everyone that I knew back then did not, did not make it. And um, I didn't have any uh, major, major complications. I did have some some uh, brain damage and some lung scarring and, you know, different things like that, but nothing, nothing major, you know? And so, but what it really, I just really got present to the fact that I have something to do, (laughs) you know, the Lord has something for me to do. So it definitely changed me. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And for those of you who do not know, she not only is speaking of her journey, having been a survivor of COVID-19, but she had the amazing revelation to write it down in a book. Grateful for the journey surviving COVID-19, Terry Brinston. You can actually get this uh, by your copy on Amazon right now. I encourage all of you to go over there and get it in the audio. However she got it over there, get it in one of the forms, all the forms. Mm -hmm. Because if you have ever dealt with covid or even have a fear of COVID or know of anyone who dealt with it, this is the time for you to read about something positive because many times on the news, we see so many when they, I remember when it first started happening, 
every day they're giving you counts of how many people didn't make it. That brings anxiety and stress. So seeing individuals like yourself who, yes, it was a struggle. Yes, you had to be on an event, but look, you survived it. And right now you're sitting before us without any um, equipment to help assist you with breathing. So God help you. Absolutely. So he, so it's, it's a blessing. So yes, it's not a doomsday. It's not, if you get the COVID, it doesn't mean that you're going to pass away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that. Now, some people do, and we pray for the families who are, have been battling with that, mm-hmm. but we're, we want to show you for just a moment, a uh, overcome, mm-hmm. a triumph story. And it's Terry Brinston. And she even talks about how, even though she had worked her way um, from being, you know, a child and, and kind of like worked through how she learns and got herself, you know, like, like the older people say, working on all cylinders. <laughs> I'm, I got it. I got it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she get COVID and it, and it affected her mind, mm-hmm. her thinking ability. Yes. So what was going through your mind um, when you realized that the same tactic, the same things that you t- teach Mm-hmm. your students and young adults mm-hmm. to do, you had to implement it on yourself and saw that that's your purpose. You realize, oh my goodness, Absolutely. my purpose. So tell them a little bit about that part Absolutely. of your journey. So as I was saying, I was, uh, I lost my memory. And so uh, a lot of people I couldn't remember, you know, a lot of friends, my husband would say, so-and-so called you. And I, I just didn't know. And so with, I worked really hard on my brain, right? And so struggling and, and being able to go through nursing school and then going and get my master's degree. And, and so I really put a lot of time on my brain. And, and so, and I, I knew that. And so I was very scared at, you know, that I wouldn't get some of that back. And so I basically had to embrace some of the strategies that I teach my students. So like I said, I work with young people. I help them uh, overcome barriers that prevent them from being successful. And over the years, I've developed a very uh, strategic process and that I help young people to to, uh, develop an intention for their life and redevelop their habits and different strategies. And so I walk them through very specific strategies to help them to reach their full potential. So here I was, memory was kind of lax. I was fearful. I was dealing with my headaches and I was dealing with just anxiety and depression and things like that. So I was way back at that starting line trying to figure out what and where and how, right? And so I started to really utilize the strategies that I teach my students. First, I had to create an intention. Where am I trying to go and what am I trying to do? And you know what was really profound about that is I had an opportunity to recreate things that I didn't like about myself. So, for example, I was a great I work workaholic because I was had an amazing work ethic because I had to work so hard to overcome my learning disability. But I recognized that my life wasn't in ba- it wasn't balanced. And so I had an opportunity to really create an intention for my life and use the strategies that I put my students through in order to get gain my life back. And so I, I was uh, 
it's so amazing to me when I when I look at that, that the Lord allowed me to be able to develop this program. And then he brought it back to me for me to use it so that I can confirm that it really works because I had to use it once and now I'm using it again. So I'm just, you know, when you just when you just think about, um, you know, your journeys and through this life, it, it can be so hard. But when you recognize, you know, I just feel so bad for people who don't know the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I just. I'm sorry, Tina. Um, yeah. So it's we just emotional today, child. I don't know what's in the air. I know. We, right? we emotional today. We feeling some things when we yeah. lit it out. I told. I mean, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. Yes. Sometimes we celebrate and we don't know why. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But this is a, these are tears of joy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's different kind of tears, but right now we're crying because you, when you have that aha, that moment when you finally realize who you are, why yeah. you're here and who put you here and knowing that you have favor and you see how things are working in your life because you slow down just enough to see mm-hmm. what's before you and what's around you because the world is moving very fast all around us. But sometimes right. we just need to just sit down and just be still and just see what we have. Everything may not be perfect because nothing's perfect, but just seeing the blessing, it just fills you up. It just swells you up with so much gratefulness and thankfulness mm-hmm. that you're one of the people that made it. Yes. Yes. You're one of the people that could, I mean, not only did you make it cause you could have made it, but you could have yeah. been a vegetable. Right. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Made, the fact that you, that you can think the fact that you can walk, the fact that you're sitting here having this interview, having mm-hmm. conversation, we take this kind of stuff for granted, the, the, the free flow of thoughts and conversation, even if it's not a great day and you're saying, well, my brain is a little foggy, but hey, you're still thinking. Right. All right. Yeah. So many people can't. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just and that's a major that's a major thing. And I think that, you know, I think, you know, COVID slowed us down, mm-hmm. but it definitely should have woke us up, you know, uh, f- spending time with your family and you know, putting things in perspective, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, time is short, you know, and um, we just have to, you can't, you just can't take it for granted. Tomorrow is just not promised. And so just being able to connect with that, Tina, and recognizing that I have a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, that God has, has literally open doors and closed doors. He literally orchestrated every avenue of my life to bring me to where I am today, to be able to work with young people and help them to reach their full potential and reach their purpose. And so um, just so grateful. I, I love working with them. And I, uh, with my book, I really talk about my journey and it's not all sad, you know, so if you have people who went through this journey, who had COVID and you trying to understand or connect to what they went through, I do talk about some of the things that happened while I was in the hospital. I connect some of the feelings that I had to different situations, you know, being a mother, being a wife, uh, being a daughter, 
you know, being a student. And so I connect with my real life and different situations that's gone through my life. And what I what I did get out of this, and this is a, a whole nother blessing, is that my my children had an opportunity to really get to know their mom, mm. you know. And so I just, uh, you know, they have a different perspective of me. And, and if you have an opportunity to share your story with your young people, because I think, and this, I, I hate to get off, this, off the subject, but I, I really think that this is important. Our young people don't, they have some, some of them have a very false impression about adults. And mm -hmm. so, they don't just they look at our life and they like, oh, mom got a car. Mom is doing good. You know, she got her own talk show. You know, but they they don't see the journey. Uh -uh. They don't see the struggle. So they when they struggle, they're like, well, maybe something's wrong with me because I'm struggling. And so sometimes we have to be very transparent and let our young people see that. You know what? I just didn't wake up fabulous. Right. <laughs> I had to work on it. You know, we had to eat some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches uh -huh. and, and, you know, um, rom rom noodles and all of that, you know. And so we have to. And so by me writing this book, I really when I wrote this book, Tina, I really wasn't thinking anyone was going to read it. It was, it was for me. <laughs> you know, my husband, like, uh, we got to do something with these books. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> so, but it's, it's my journey. And I, I just, um, I think it gives young people an opportunity. So I think young people can read it too, mm -hmm. um, to say, you know what, dang, this girl went through a lot to become mm -hmm. a nurse. It's struggle. Life is hard. And it's hard because it's um, it has to get you ready, you know, just like that piece of coal that turns into a diamond. It mm -hmm. has to go through a lot of heat. Right. And so in order for us to come out on the other side and be extraordinary, we have to go through some things. And that's what our young people are doing. And we have to let them know that you are going to have to go through things. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to bring you out and prepare you for what God has for you in the future. So. Yes. And I, um, what I like about your story, um, the essence of your story is, is how the teacher had to become the student all over again. And yeah. how now you're going back into the teacher realm because right. you, you, you had, you, you went, you went forward then you went backwards and you're going forward. But but it really wasn't backwards. It was like every time you go back a little bit, it's pushing you forward even more steps than you were at when you mm -hmm. first started. And so knowing that uh, you was able to refine and fine tune what you were already doing with your program, mm -hmm. because now you, you you really I just thought about this right here. You really got kind of like for ones who are battling with COVID. Memory loss because I'm hearing that a lot. Right, you can actually formulate or adapt it to help them, like a special little special little series to help the COVID people with the memory because yeah. you lived it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so that's something that you can actually look into because yeah. I know people that mm -hmm. are actually battling with the memory loss, but no one wants to talk about that. Right, memory challenges and just mm -hmm. not feeling like yourself. So I mm -hmm. thank you so much for being so honest and transparent. Mm -hmm. um in this regard and so um 
Um, everybody go ahead and get this book, Grateful for Your Journey, Surviving COVID-19. And mm -hmm. also you can connect with Terry um, on her website, terrybrinston.com, right? Yes, yes. And do you have anything that you're going to be doing in the future um, or any place that you would like our audience to go follow and support you at? Yes, I am um, getting ready to do a project with Tiffany D. Bell, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that. So look for that. Definitely. I want to wait for her to put that out. Mm -hmm. um, so excited to be able to, um, I had an opportunity to speak at your um, homeschool with Excellence Conference. And so, but I am doing a lot more coaching uh, with older people. Uh, you know, uh, adults, and you know, I'm, I'm used to dealing with those high school and those middle school. But what I am finding is a lot of people, like you were saying, dealing with the COVID mm -hmm. um, or depression, mm -hmm. um, they've have been reaching out to me because what I do is I help them to put things in perspective and literally put a plan together so that they can walk out their desires for their life. So if they felt a little stalled out, so I'm looking for. Uh, opportunities to speak um, and, and women's ministries. I'm, I love working with women. Um, also opportunities to coach uh, and uh, coaching with uh, people who are dealing with not getting their life going. If you're stalling out and you need some help and you need some, um, some guidance. I also have a Facebook Live that I do every Friday. It's on the Nurturing Wellness Group Foundations um, Facebook uh, website. When we do Facebook, it's going to be a YouTube soon. But anyway, we do a session called Be Extraordinary. Be Extraordinary. And so that comes on every Friday, actually tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern on Facebook Live, Nurturing Wellness Group Foundation. Um, dot org. You can go and check that out. And that's my nonprofit. And so be extraordinary every Friday at seven. So those are some of the major things that I have going on. But look for me in some other places as well. Looking for opportunities to promote my book and to get it in as many hands as I can, because I truly I truly believe it. It will it will be a blessing for many people. And I truly believe that as well. So Terry, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing the journey. And you are exactly right that parent, as parents or guardians or whomever is um, taking care of children, we should let them know the not so great side, you yeah. know, so they can see that when they're having their struggles and challenges, that it's just a normal process of life. Now, mm -hmm. with my children, they didn't have a choice in the matter. They saw me struggle. Uh, <laughs> they saw me struggle. I didn't have to like wait and tell them because they saw um, me when I had my stroke at 25 years right. old and how right. I couldn't walk and they had to, they even had to help take care of me and they're little and they right. fixing them. So they so my children are very very mature for their age because right. they had to grow up quicker because they had a mom that was not well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but now, now they see me and now my health and wellness journey been on it for a while. And now seeing mm -hmm. how natural wellness actually helped their mom mm -hmm. being able to do all these different things. They're like, right. man, mom, come a long way. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. so, and mom, okay. I remember when you first started your business and this, man, mom, like, you know, <laughs> so mine is a little bit unique because right. 
they saw it whether I want them to see it or not because I mean you can't hide if you have a stroke. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so, um, and then also um, working your business and having a home-based business, they can mm -hmm. see you in the element of what you're right. doing. So um, you know, I was out and about doing different things before COVID anyway, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but you're right. For the most part, we lived in generations where uh, child stay in the child place, adults stay in the adult place, and they don't. Right. And two, the two worlds never come together, right? Yeah, right. But then, but now what we're living, we need to make sure that those two worlds do collide, so we can help our young ones be able to get over this hump, mm -hmm. letting them know that hey. This may be different because we're dealing with COVID, but this is some difficult times that I had to live through when I was your age. Right. I guarantee it was something going on during everybody's childhood that they had to overcome. Right. And so I really think that was one of the main points that I pulled from what you said on today mm -hmm. is about being honest, transparent. We're all in this together, not saying that you okay when you're not okay. It's mm -hmm. okay not to be okay. Right. Ask for help. And for those of you who need extra help and assistance, make sure that you get in contact with Terry Brinson. She can help that mind get that mind right you get mm -hmm. your mind right yeah your body falls right in place um, you yes. can do some things <laughs> a whole lot of things honey and make sure to take um some breaks and stuff like that because i am definitely going to take me a break and i'm looking forward to it honey <laughs> so thank you again for coming on uh, the show and being yeah, one of yeah. our featured guests on today and make sure to go to terrybrinson.com and make sure to get the book from Amazon grateful for the journey surviving COVID-19 and you know you can connect what's your website for your organization again yes it's nurturing wellness group foundation.org I know it's a mouthful but you can go to my website and you can get linked there yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So make sure to go check her out there. And for mm -hmm. anyone that needs her coaching services, which she can do this with you virtually, you yeah. I mean, she don't have to leave her home. Mm -hmm. And if you need that help, you can get a little Zoom link or whatever, however she does it and yeah. go ahead and get the help that you need. Because sometimes you just need a sounding board, someone to Absolutely. listen to what you're going through. Okay. Absolutely. And I take them through an orientation where we have a conversation to see if it's a good fit. Mm -hmm. We do face-to-face. -face. We also do virtual. We do small classes and we also do individual coaching. So, and I have a team that works with me. So we're ready. We're ready. Absolutely. They're ready. So go ahead and get, you get ready about y'all go ahead over there. I got country ready. Y'all, y'all go over there. <laughs> All right. As always, I want everyone to stay motivated. I want you to know that the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast, we got your back. And just as always, this is a one amazing entrepreneur and just all around great person that we want to spotlight on the show today because she is truly making a positive impact in the world. So for all the parents out there that have children that learn differently, that walk to the tune of they or the beat of their own drum, be grateful and thankful because those young people are here to make a positive impact in the world. And you don't have to worry about if they're going to be okay. They're yeah. going to be okay. Yes. They're going to be okay. Look at Terry. She's an inspiration. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.
to be a featured guest on our show, go to thetinaramseyshow.com. Come share, shine, and grow on the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast.